Welcome to Talk About the D, the DCOM podcast where we watch all DCOMs and see what they're about, or in my case, watch them for the first time and see if they're any good. I'm Emily Keane, and as always, I have my co-host, Lizzie Gurman here. Hi, Lizzie. Hey there. How are you doing, Emily? I'm good. I'm good. Good. We have a returning guest today. I'm actually not sure how many times he's been on the show. Four times? I believe uh, this is my third. Oh, that's it? Third time. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I could have sworn it was like six times. <laughs> um, I think it's just uh, it's, three. Oh, okay. It is, it is uh, Rob Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many Yeah. How many times has Pat been on? Three times? Twice? I think three. Yeah. So, wow. We had Pat on three times before we had Rob on three times. <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show you, Rob, where you stand. Yeah, I know. I'm... I need to work on those numbers. Those are rookie numbers. They're rookie numbers. You got to pump them up. That's right. All right. Uh, yeah, so this week we are doing Returning to the DCOMs. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. doing Can of Worms, which was a particular request by Rob. Rob, why why did you request this one? Uh, well, after I watched it again, I was, I was asking myself that. Um, <laughs> But I do, like, of all the DCOMs, like, yeah, you have, you know, your classics, your Johnny Tsunami, uh, Brink, um, the one that everyone knows, but one that I, one always stood out to me in my memory was Can of Worms. I always remember the title. I always remembered that guy with the weird eyes that are, like, on the ends of tentacles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, I was just remembering, like, remembering really liking the special effects and the prosthetics and set pieces, and... But not really remembering any of the plot, other than I remember the main character using a satellite dish to beam a signal into outer space. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I remembered that, but absolutely nothing else. Didn't remember any character names or plot or who the villain was or anything. So most of it was uh, was fresh. Got it. I have to say, it's not as it's not a particularly memorable plot, in my opinion. It kind it's kind of meandery and it kind of loses steam partway through. Do you agree, or do you, is that just me? Well, when we were watching it, Rob pointed out that like they don't break into Act Two until about halfway through the movie. I, I did notice that. I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't uh, like the whole thing is about these aliens that, you know, come to visit this kid. And that happens basically at the midpoint of the film. And Mm -hmm. then main villain of the film is not introduced until the end of the second act. So the main Mm -hmm. villain in it for the third act, which is like maybe 10 minutes long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Structurally, it's very weird. Yeah. (laughs) I did find myself like, I'm like, partly interested and I'm also partly like I'm, I'm gonna check Twitter <laughs> like <I'm, laughs> what's going on in other places just because I felt I, yeah, I felt like the momentum and when I hear you talk about it in terms of the act structure I'm like I agree I did notice that it got started very late um 
in in the time. And I was wondering, Emily, wasn't that kind of wait, Rob, you watched Don't Look Under the Bed with us, didn't you? I did, yeah. I think that was Wasn't that second. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of a similar issue that they had, which was like the forward the 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 progression of the plot is kind of kind of feels like they're treading water. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, taking a long time for like setup of the main character rather than getting into the story, which which was which was part of the problem here. I think before mm-hmm. before we get too far ahead of ourselves, so let's just give a little uh, oh, brief sure. rundown of what what is this movie about for those that might not have seen it. Mm-hmm. You want me to you want me to do the honors? If you want, or I, I was going to make Rob do it. <laughs> sure, I, Rob. Oh, okay. What's the so movie the... about? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, can of worms. Uh, is... <laughs> Uh, high schooler Mike Pillsbury mm-hmm. feels like he doesn't belong on Earth. He feels like an outcast, uh, mainly because he really only cares about computers and <laughs> storytelling slash writing his own comic books. I guess. Um, yeah, it' kind of hard to follow. Like who. Mike Pillsbury actually is. Uh, his dad right. plays football, um, which he's not good at. Uh, well, at least not good at what he plays, which is uh, halfback. But he intercepts the ball, so I'm like, why is he not playing? <laughs> That's a bit of a tangent. Uh, I'll go into that more later. Um, and his main bully does not really bully him. Uh he, he's, his main bully seems fairly reasonable, Schreibner, um, who is on the football team, plays the same position as Mike. He's not like <laughs> or anything. He's just another halfback. Um, and uh, also very good uh, with computers. Um, it seems like this school is mainly for uh, <laughs> science. Um, All right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you here because we need this to be way more succinct. So <laughs> Rob is like is like gonna nitpick every single thing on the way to describing this movie. The basic plot of this movie. <laughs> basic plot of this movie is Mike Pillsbury is this super smart kid who's really good with the computers that he feels like he doesn't belong on Earth, and so he uses a satellite to contact aliens. Uh, to help him, and then the aliens come down to help him, um, and then they steal his friend's little brother, and they have to try and get through the alien portal to retrieve uh, the little brother, and that's that's kind yep. of the basic plot there. Um, well, when you say it, it just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> well, it is when ridiculous. you say it. It sounds dumb when <laughs> when Rob says it. I understand the full the full uh, scope of the of the film of the cinema. Yeah, this this movie has a lot going on. Well, you can't. It does. So so getting back to what Rob was talking about. So yeah, the, the start of the movie is like Mike sort of 
I guess trying to he's like trying to fit in it seems he's he's playing football despite the fact that yeah he doesn't like it and he's not good at it and mm-hmm. that that one to me felt like a little bit of the continuation of the bad te- bad dad's trait that um yeah. it was like this dad wasn't at all listening to his son like it's another it's just bad like, if dad. you put if you put your mind to it you'll you'll do yeah. it and he's like yeah but he, he doesn't want to do it <laughs> and more specifically as correct as you are it's more specific it's like johnny tsunami and brink where it's where it's like your kid has a legit like talent and you just for whatever reason want him to play football or not skate or not surf and you want him to do something else even you know and it's just like obviously yeah. the more the more movies we see the more i'm like okay right so they these writers obviously are thinking about this through the lens of a child and the lens of a child would say like my dad just doesn't understand that i like that i really want to do this other thing but he wants me to play football or whatever the the thing is that kids don't want to do because they want to play fortnite or whatever <laughs> yeah. today they want to play fortnite so I mean, it did, yeah. um, and like Rob made this point while we were watching it. But even though, like, the dad wasn't really listening to him, he was being really nice. And in general, mm-hmm. everyone yeah. is really nice to Mike. Like, even the bully. Yeah, um, <laughs> and Mike true. is it's, often yeah. like a dick to everyone around him. Yeah. Yeah. His sister. We also have the old sister, the old sibling, the old younger sibling yep. <laughs> who's a real asshole. And uh, in this case, it's a sister. Um, yeah. Mike is moody. Mike's real moody. <laughs> yeah. And he like overreacts to things mm-hmm. like the entire inciting incident is him overreacting to what was like basically a minor prank pulled on him. <laughs> yeah yeah that was he was definitely overreacting to Are what you, happened you at the dance to the dance yes the yes yeah. yes the Halloween because, formal yeah he definitely yeah which also like in a very embarrassing way <laughs> <laughs> also that was like it's halloween mm-hmm. yeah um, suddenly suddenly there was a dance podge. Of so yeah. many things. It's more like a can of Disney tropes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, tropes, really. Because you've got, you've got the dad who wants the kid to do something that he doesn't want to do, but it doesn't really come into play in the plot. And you've got, yeah. uh, you know, you've got the, uh, the whiny uh, little sibling uh, or this super sarcastic little sibling, but doesn't really come into play very little screen time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she doesn't really do anything. Yeah. No, she does, at least in the later... It's interesting, because this is from... Rob, I'm not trying to cut you off. I want to hear more about the tropes, but I was just thinking as you're saying this, like, this is a 99 movie. You can see the progression to Brink to Johnny Tsunami, like, from this. Like, you can see what they pulled, and you can see how they... Um, adjusted like by like Brink is what year's Brink? Does anyone remember? Keen. Um, let's see. Brink early was, early aughts. Brink was ninety eight. Yep. It was a year before this. So, 
So this that was the year before this, yeah. Holy shit! Okay, never mind. I thought I thought you could see like a mark, like a progression, but never mind. <laughs> this is just. No, I guess it's the other way around. It sure yeah, I think is. This kind of just pulled from all previous ones, and yeah. was like, well, we've got these alien costumes. Let's make a movie around that. I do think that that mm. so so um, Halloween Town. I mean, you heard. I'm sure we all heard the score being very similar. Um, Halloween Town was the year before this, and I get strong Halloween Town vibes out of this. Like, not only is it a Halloween movie, but also like you've got Goofy. Like, you take a creature and you imbue them with like very human, like Goofy human attributes. Like the guy who's trying to the alien guy who's trying to make Mike sell be like on an infomercial. He, he seemed like a direct descendant of the guy who sells the brooms in Halloween town. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I can definitely um, see yeah. That. And like each of them yeah. is like a goofy, a goofy like character. And that's kind of what was charming. That's what we liked about Halloween town. And probably actually they were maybe trying to make that happen again. But I remembered as I was watching the alien come out of the drain pipe, that the reason I dislike this movie is because it was too gross. <laughs> the aliens were a huge turnoffs. It is for me. very gross. So See, it's is... funny to hear Rob. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what stuck with me. Was yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome that it like came out of a drain pipe and it's basically like a giant booger with eyes. You know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep, yep. They were Yeah, I think if I had seen this at the time, I also would have found it pretty gross. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just the one alien who's like actually slimy. But I remember I actually I remember the way he eats the corn on the cob, and I was like, I hate this. (laughs) I don't like this at all. (laughs) I mean, on a different level of gross, there was also that like so when they get to the point where there's just a bunch of aliens who are all like pitching Mike, the head, uh, which the, the female which head, which is a little unclear, alien. the female head, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, is her pitch like, you could fuck me? I was very yeah. confused yeah, by what I'm that afraid. character was. Um, and she's just a head. She's just a head. <laughs> yeah. I don't like but that. She's she like, has some minor like jellyfish flanges. Yeah. Yeah, beneath her neck, but <laughs> and she was like, "You, you could come home with me, and my parents are gonna love you." And oh, you just what? I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah, her uh, whole like, pitch. The, re- was the rest just... of them are like lawyers. I know. <laughs> the rest of them are like businessmen, and she. The rest yeah. of the aliens are literally lawyers and businessmen who are trying to get his business, and then there's this. She's a sex young... worker head basically (laughs) yeah i was like disney what is this very weird very weird um so there's there's bar barthol barnabas what's his Uh, name barnabas barnabas yes barnabas who um oh my god mcdowell Right? Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell. McDowell. This is famous for a clockwork orange. <laughs> That's right. Plays the voice of Barnabas, this mm-hmm. alien dog that uses a deeply upsetting voice box with lips in order to talk. <laughs> I think the voice box alone would have kept me from this movie because I hate that thing. 
I hate the way that looks. That was it. It was very upsetting to see these yeah. disembodied lips talk. Yeah. Attached to a dog. Also, at several points during the movie, they didn't bother to turn on the lips, so he would be talking <laughs> and the and the lips wouldn't move because it wasn't uh, a close-up of the voice box. Well, I think it probably broke halfway through shooting. Yeah. They could only just get I would not be surprised. Up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm 100%. I'm sure that's true. They were like, we got to get all the closes first in case, in case this thing breaks and we can't fix it. And that's yeah. what happened. um so there's yeah sorry there's barnabas there's the guy who wants him to do the infomercial there's the green thing who wants to sue everybody the green one is the lawyer the green one's the lawyer Um, oh and then there's the guy with the eye stock eyes and shoes and socks like like the (laughs) tentacle like the tentacle yeah, so... The tentacle eyes? Or? He's like the a lawyer, slur, kind of. Yeah. I have their, yeah. Uh, their credits here. The, the lawyer <laughs> alien is just credited as the Born. That's Yes, the Born. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the one with the eye tentacles is just called the loafer alien. That makes the, sense. He's wearing loafers. He's wearing loafers and socks. Yeah. Yes. As he's yes. Oh, that's right. Then there's the Jarmonica one. Yeah. Jarmonica. Thank you. Yes. His species is the Jarm. Makes sense. Mm. Okay, yeah, I on, see a uh, lot Wikipedia of here. Yeah. And then <laughs> on Wikipedia really... here, it says the the girl one is Lula, an alien that wants to date Mike. I don't which like Which is that just so upsetting on so many levels. So upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> like, um yeah i have it open right here as well i hate (laughs) that the loafer alien made the cover you know yeah i don't like i don't like one thing about this guy i don't like a single thing that was probably the one that was most like disturbing to look at because his eyes keep moving because they're on like tentacles yeah um yeah yeah it just kept Kept jarring me whenever I looked well, at it. Well, it's just the loafers are so out of place. Like, none of the other aliens wear any kind of, like, clothing or human accessories or anything. And then this guy is just p- wearing a pair of, like, Rockport loafers yeah. and mm. tube socks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're right. For no apparent reason. God. Yes, that uh, yeah. was. They don't wear clothes at all. A lot of them don't even have feet, or like yeah, you know, no. as we know them, feet as we or know them. They just have tentacles. Yeah, or just yeah. Um, do you see that this was this like Xenon was based on a novel? I did see that. Yeah. Which, I mean, I I can see that this this would work pretty well as like a kids' novel of, you know, it's a. What if a kid thought he didn't fit in, so maybe he was an alien, and it turned out that he might actually be an alien? Like that's mm-hmm. a pretty great premise for, yep, a kid's book, yeah, and could have been a a really great movie, but <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like the writer of the novel, um, Kathy Mackle, uh, mm-hmm. what wrote the original script, uh, was then 
replaced and then rehired. Um, mm. It looks like mm-hmm. very few of her suggestions were used for the script, and she had to go into arbitration in order to get uh, sole screenwriting credit. So basically what I'm hearing is this would have probably been a lot better if they'd let the writer of the book write the script. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Perhaps. The Steve Johnson's VF, uh, XFX group and Stargate Films Incorporated did the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. these these were no Jim Henson puppets. <laughs> You can't even mention Jim Henson in the same breath as yeah. This no, movie. it's an insult too. There was Puppets no whimsy everywhere. or fun about them. Yeah, if you want to see Jim Henson do sci-fi, watch Farscape. But can of worms if you're looking for that quality. <laughs> the way that the aliens with the um, you know, you just said that like the aliens don't have human attributes, but you're wrong. Two of them have human-like teeth. <laughs> And mouths. Okay, and, that is extremely upsetting. <laughs> it it sucks. It's a, it was a bad choice. It was yeah. really bad yeah, choice. I don't in my find opinion. any of the rest of the movie unnerving or like extremely upsetting, except for the fact that not only are they human teeth, but their mouths are enormous. Yeah, yeah, they can't close I mean, their mouths. Their the... their teeth just are always exposed. <laughs> Super realistic it's... human teeth. It's like those pictures of when people put like dentures into dogs' mouths. It's just just wrong. (laughs) Can you imagine if Barnabas had human teeth? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, he already had a moving lips voice box, so that would have just tipped it over the edge of upsetting. Like, yeah. (laughs) Um. Let's. uh, Yeah, let's go back a bit to. Let's talk about. I can't remember what her name is. the The girl. <laughs> her name is Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin. Caitlin okay. Sandman. Played, played by Erica Christensen. Um, yes. So that whole relationship was strange as well because. So she's like friends with Mike, but after this. Uh, so-called embarrassing event at the Halloween dance, which really wasn't that bad. Like, he could have just started playing music again, but um, (laughs) after that, when she, like, kind of snubs him, and then her whole reaction to what was happening with Mike just really confused me that she, like, tries to call him and apologize, and then... For what? I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> well, for for snubbing him at school because oh yeah, she was she yeah, and she why pretended she like they weren't friends anymore because she was embarrassed because he came up to her with her friends. I had no idea what happened there. Yeah, because was... apparently whatever had happened at the dance was really embarrassing, and no one was talking to him anymore. Or they were laughing so at him. I think. Like, so okay, yeah, yeah. Because um, everyone so, was so like, that was strange. Like, yeah, when he walks down that hallway, people are like not just laughing at him, but giving him looks like he has he killed a a puppy and put it on youtube like there are mixed emotions yeah a lot of emotions yeah, like, going I mean, on regarding the dance like, what did he do to you people i know exactly <laughs> i'd be curious to know what your two high school experiences were like but for me if you did something embarrassing 
people didn't really like actively laugh at you or bother to talk to you. They just sort of ignored you. Right. Because, like, yeah, exactly. And but it always seems like in movies, yeah. people actively like want to make fun of you now. And I'm just like, is this, is this accurate to anyone's actual experience? <laughs> I think I, I don't want to speak over Rob. I'm interested to hear Rob. But every part about this movie is like, it, it to me it feels like it was written by a 10 year old because of how everything like it's none of it is true and that's fine like it's a movie for children it's written to children but I do think in retrospect I think that we actually do kids a disservice when we do this because we think they we make them think that high school is going to be like this and it doesn't have to be like this like it's sometimes it can be like that because kids model what they see on television it, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It, should, like, it shouldn't. We shouldn't have done. Like, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about that, but yeah, none of but this yeah, movie Rob, felt what? like it had a like a direction or a, a something to say. It mm-hmm. like they had a bunch of plot points and they kind of like shook them up in a hat and then picked them out. Yeah, <laughs> and then turned it into some semblance of a script. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, it was like, oh, we're going to do a thing about dealing with bullies in high school. But then the bully wasn't a real bully. He becomes (laughs) a huge asset to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they need his help to fix everything, which he immediately gives them for no reason. Yeah, after they break into his house and try to (laughs) strangle him in his sleep. (laughs) <laughs> like the only thing the bully really does is yeah like do okay so, so first of all we need to talk about the fact that apparently everyone at this school is a full-on computer programmer and like right. that's a cool thing at this school and yes we love they all class. know how to code yeah because they were like he's the the bully was like he's really good at football he's really good looking and he's amazing at computers I think that was even the line. They were like, he's amazing at computers. Yeah. <laughs> he must be pretty good. Was... He put a floppy disk into a computer that was able to put a virus question mark on just one specific computer in that computer. Yeah, lab. He seemed he seemed to get a LAN connection from a floppy disk, which is just <laughs> exceptional. Uh, yeah, this guy, <laughs> yeah. Harvard. The computer Harvard science. Banging down the guy's sense. door. Yeah. Did you guys ever have uh, this? This may just be a product of my privilege that we had a lot of computers when I was quite young. But uh, we we used to have these laptops that would have like infrared panels, and if you put the two laptops together, like joined the infrared panels, you could send files to each other. Wow! I've never <laughs> oh, even like heard a, of kind of like the Game Boy infrared. Thing. Kind of, yeah. So we would just use it to send games to each other <laughs> during oh, class. Amazing. Like, <laughs> um, um, shit. But anyway, yeah. yeah so, so that he's like an exceptional computer programmer. This bully, but also like Mike is too. And right. I'm just like, this is 1999. Like well, these kids apparently all need to be working for Microsoft or something. (laughs) Well, this was where it was in that scene that I realized that Mike is actually the real villain in this, in this movie. Because Schreibner, like, does one very specific, um, 
what do you call it? prank, I guess, on Mike, where he sends him this, it kind of like takes over his computer for a second, and he's like, uh, where's your brain, uh, Mike, I'll help you find it. It's only uh-huh. on Mike's computer. And then I know! It's done. And yeah. Then, <laughs> okay, and then... Sorry, like, I'm sorry, I'm just, I have a lot of feelings about this. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, because I, yeah, I, I know you probably had the same reaction, because then he... He tricks the computer science teacher into thinking that another teacher who I guess that she has a crush on wants to see her and, like, tell Professor's feelings, which is just very cruel. (laughs) Every other computer and puts Schreibner's face on a pig on everyone's computer screen. I'm like, this was premeditated that... Mm -hmm was going to bully Schreibner and he was just looking for an excuse. I feel like that's a common trope in especially 90s like teen stuff where the the protagonist that we're meant to think is the good person is actually the bully. Like um, an example yeah. that comes to mind is never never been kissed where the like nerds in that movie are so much crueler than the cool kids are. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah. yet we're meant to be on the nerd side and I'm like these people are awful <laughs> <laughs> but what that's because you- they're nerds they're, they're nicer like no <laughs> I think that's yeah we used to be I think a lot less discerning uh, a lot less uh, woke if you will <laughs> about um, about <laughs> who could about you know like cruelty and expressing like like especially now because we have um, male nerds who have like run people over with cars and shot out of car windows. Like now we have this perspective that like, just cause you're a nerd doesn't mean you're above being a dick. Like you can, yeah, be, totally. you can be more and of actually, a dick because you're actually, more yeah, by rage a lot of nerds or... are major dicks yeah. and just have assumptions about everybody else. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, the same with, like, you know, just because Schreibner is a jock does not mean that he's automatically going to be a dick. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I guess you could argue that Schreibner's responses are because Mike is bullying him. So <laughs> they're, they're just in a bit of a, like, prank war, I suppose. Um, I think there's, I think we're forgetting potentially that part, that Schreibner might be, um, motivated by um caitlin peering to choose mike or be interested in mike um somewhat that's that's also very true yeah and um because she like doesn't sit next to him and he does sit next to she does sit next next to mike and schreibner kind of even though mike hasn't like instigated that he kind of takes it out on him and puts that floppy disk in in the most aggressive way i've ever seen (laughs) yeah Um, that was yeah they just got floppy disks going in and out, you know, like, uh, what a time! I the miss old floppy disks. I miss go. I miss go floppy. I miss the what it, the satisfy the you know the way it when it goes in and it clicks. I miss that. Yep. Mm. Yeah. There were a lot of very tactile elements of older computers that we just don't have anymore. You're right. Like the di- like a modem. <laughs> Like the dial-up, the but, way um, dial-up like style. using using a physical mouse with like a rollerball in yep, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, mechanical keyboards have been coming back in a big way with the yeah. with thick keys. You know, people mm-hmm. 
like them more than like these thin like chiclet keyboards. I, d- well, yeah, I, I know everybody do. keeps complaining about the new um, MacBook keyboards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're too thin, right? They're too yeah. The, the 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 keys themselves are like even thinner. Yeah, they're like flat against the surface, which yeah. is um, it makes it hard for you to know if you're hitting a key or not. Like, right, right. Yeah, something's but anyway. Be anyway, <laughs> um, I was just, um, I was just thinking that. So we've seen Xenon. We've seen this movie and we've seen Up, Up, and Away. They came out, mm-hmm. Xenon is contemporaneous with this and Up, Up, and Away is the next year. And they're definitely a sweet spot for like computers, floppy disks, like how kids interact with these things. And obviously- Well, I feel like, um, I feel like Luck of the Irish and some of the other movies that came out around this time as well also had a large computer element like that's true using using computers was a big part yeah and i mean like yeah it was but at that time a lot of a lot of people still didn't have computers like i I do remember cool is like that like oh you don't even have this in your house but like these people these kids can hack really well yeah whatever code (laughs) or whatever like it's always about but like life. at the level of in Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I prefer to be called a hacker. <laughs> yeah. It's always it's always like a, a virus in both this movie and or like whatever you want to call the pig. Like it's like it it takes over your screen and it shows you an image. That's like the worst That's thing right. that can happen yeah. to your computer. Is that that was like the classic computer yeah. virus on in movies and stuff was something yep. that fully takes over the screen and like that's what it does like well yeah if you look I at the that. movie Hackers with Angelina Jolie all of that it's just it's almost like when they're like hacking and trying to I guess counter hack it's basically just like Tron and it's too uh-huh. virtual yeah it's like so visual and it's like. No one is coding anything. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even go- going back to Jurassic Park as an example, like uh, Newman on that, I don't remember what his character's name is. But, um, <laughs> Who could? He's like, act- uh, he's like actually yeah. Dennis Nedry. He's like actually typing code like that we could see. Mm-hmm. And then he does one of these too where they do something and the picture of him pops up that's like uh 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 like but then later when it's the girl doing it, it's not lines of code, which is what hacking would be. Mm-hmm. But instead it's this visual thing of like she's going through a three D world where all the files are stored. I'm like, yeah. that's not how computers work. No. <laughs> I was going to say, we haven't even talked about yet about the very first scene where he, like, types out a message, sends it. We see electricity. Oh, that's right. When he go- uses... Yeah, his <laughs> transmitter or whatever. Yeah, he has a giant so satellite types- dish in his backyard, which apparently they were using for TV. Yeah, it's right. insane. To get, it's- to get German channels, I'm pretty sure. It's so... <laughs> Getting channels from Germany. That- that satellite is like if you need to contact actual space. Like, no. <laughs> That's like SETI. No. SETI has satellites like that, which I guess they do kind of like, kind of make it make sense. It was it was struck by lightning that made the signal super strong, and these yeah, aliens like- <laughs> can all speak English. He sends out a written message 
electronically. Don't ask how that works. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And then the aliens respond, and all of them speak English. And, uh... They also all say his full name every time they talk to him. Do you think that's because <laughs> he signed it Mike Pillsbury? <laughs> and they don't probably. know what he, how They don't it understand first names yeah. and surnames. Yeah. But they speak English. They do. Well... <laughs> He, when he sends the message, he refers to why he's trying to get off of Earth. He says, I don't belong here. Uh, I don't belong with the ignorant and cruel indigenous population of Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. everyone has been nothing but nice to you. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets one thing goes wrong, which wasn't even that bad. And his response is, the people of Earth are ignorant and cruel. And it's like... What? That's the part I don't get, is that when he says ignorant, he seems to be referring to, like, he's so much smarter than everyone, and he's super good at computers and everything, but all we've seen is that everybody else is also as good at these things. (laughs) Like... And actually, yeah. You know what? It's... He does that after the dance, so what's the, the most important relationship to him in this whole movie, even though he has a best friend, Right. His best friend mm-hmm. chopped liver compared to Caitlin. Caitlin's yeah. the most important relationship, and she doesn't even like. She doesn't even. She hasn't even spurned him yet. Like she does that the next day. He goes directly from the mm. dance where he's been embarrassed, but Caitlin. Caitlin goes like kind of like tries to get him to stay. I don't know if you remember, but she. Yeah, that's right. She like goes mm. after him a little bit, but he's he's running too fast, and she stops. Like she hasn't even done anything mean to him so the more i think about that the more i i'm like man they didn't even set that up right like okay his fucking bully is is a shithead and his dad doesn't listen to him like yeah he should have made the call the next day after going back to school and seeing that everyone thinks he's a joke now exactly it it definitely would have tracked better even if caitlin had like kind of been like so caitlin's shitty the next day right caitlin's like acts in a shitty way move that beat mm-hmm. up to right after the dance she she's she gets embarrassed because it's also on her her dance looks bad she maybe she's even frustrated with mike she's allowed to be frustrated with mike yeah, yeah. like like put that in that scene so that he actually it actually feels motivated um in a way that like we can connect with that the bully just doesn't yeah the bully's just not thought through the bully is not i mean he's no Val from Brink. I've just had a, I just had a, uh, I've just remembered part of that dance. So, so it's like the bullies um, program, like the computer system, I guess, that they're using for the music to fuck up, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then something happens and, he, and then someone sprays him with the, with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, she's put, it's like, the teacher from the computer lab. And she's putting okay. out a fire on the spinning like display, and for some reason, it's not. He doesn't even get close to it, but he ends up with stuff on him for some reason. It seemed like that was the part that he was most embarrassed by—that he yeah, had been sprayed right. yeah. by a fire extinguisher because mm-hmm. he gets his clothes messed up. His LED yeah, which I mean is kind of funny, but <laughs> you could also just take your jacket off and like. I know. You know, it's just like it's like things that are but I suppose when you're his age, all that stuff does seem 
really like embarrassing and a big deal in a way that yeah. it wouldn't if it happened to like one of us like yeah I think even like, for him being like a young teenager that that was an overreaction yeah i, I agree i agree this i still think it ruined. was they can just you know turn on a boom box and keep the music going and then mm-hmm. he, like oh well you know that was all part of the show and everything and then everyone would cheer and it would all still be going but yeah Especially because, like, especially because he is a boy, so it's not like, um, you know, I feel like there's a lot more pressure on girls usually, especially at this time, where your outfit and how you're looking is, like, everything, but, but, like, that, no one would have, it doesn't seem like anyone would have already cared how he looked, so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what difference does it make? Yeah, you just go wash it off, like... Yeah. Laugh it off, basically, but... Um, um, oh, gosh, I was going to say... Well, I I just... I'm reading Carrie right now. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Carrie, but uh, oh, yeah. it's pretty, similar to, Carrie. pretty similar to the, dan- to the dance scene in this. <laughs> Except instead of... I feel Pink like that Bud, is what they were trying to go for. <laughs> That's what they were trying yeah. to go for, but it, it had it totally none worked. of the... Build no. up or emotional. Oh, here's what I was going to say. So when the p- people come into the dance, he, like, makes an announcement. He's like, hey, all you cool cats, you know? Like, I did all this, and so did Caitlin. Here's, like, a whole- I'm like, what is he doing right now? Why is he Why is he talking into what? a microphone? Like, that's not how dances work. <laughs> yeah, that's not he's, a TED talk. He's what emceeing is the he? dance. Yeah, yeah, it's... like, but like, how how old is he meant to be? Like, what year is he in at school? Like, I would say. He's do they 15. say? I would say at the most he's, he's so like fifteen. He's fifteen. I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. I feel like we've seen this before, but it's like they don't hire kids to do stuff like this. Like, <laughs> even if you are, if, even if you are brilliant, if they're having a school dance, the school is going to hire like an actual DJ. Yeah, to come exactly. and do it's, it for them. Like, well, that's totally true. But I think they like I. What I was going to say is re his reaction. If he hadn't done this whole thing that no one asked him nor he needed to do about like, hey everybody, it's my production company, Stargate Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if he hadn't done all that, it, then it would have been okay. Kind like the 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 display and shit that that being ruined that's a lot of his hard work that would have been sucky but it obviously he set himself up to to, to be embarrassed by this like uh, as someone who did like stage crew and tech for all of high school not once would you ever make an announcement like i did all of this because no one cares like so and you know that nobody cares everyone's like shut up like i will start the music you asshole like we don't care like they're not gonna hire the nerdy kid who's good at computer programming to dj the dance like so strange such a weird so Rob's right. It's like, it's like none of the parts of the movie are like, they all are kind of exist, but the through line doesn't feel like anything to me, really. I mean, it, it, it it's there, um, but it's hard sometimes to be on mics like. 
I think it is. And it's, I have to say the actor is so whatever his name is, Shulman. Uh, Shulman? Michael Shulman. Michael Shulman. Michael Shulman. He's committed to this in a way that I at that age would not have been able to. Like he well, is, he's a he's a big Broadway actor now. He won a I know a I saw I, I read that. Like, That's and I I'm very, very happy for him. He deserves he deserves <laughs> a reward after this movie. But just like when he is like I know it's because so there's a there's a part in it where they're in the alien museum and he sees an alien that looks like the one that he made up and they're like looking at each other through the glass and it's just a oh, person yeah. wearing an immense amount of prosthetics r- r- yeah. ridiculous <laughs> and he's Schulman, you know mike is like having a moment and you're like this kid is really really committed to this role and i kind of admire that because it's not good it's not a good movie <laughs> yeah. and and you bring up another huge i guess plot point <laughs> of mike's characters is that and this is kind of like part of where we like really open on mike uh, mm-hmm. uh the chronology of the story really starts he's telling a story that he wrote to his friend nick's little brother jay in their treehouse and he's got like graphics and everything it's this put together thing and apparently mike is famous for his stories <laughs> yes but, yeah yes like oh mike tell me one of your famous stories i hear so much stories oh you got to hear one of mike's stories <laughs> but makes his whole no thing sense. is that he's a computer nerd not like a writer or an artist yep it's like they had to put them both. Yeah. I I wonder if if the if like the story thing is from the book, the computer nerd thing is from a version a, a version of of one of the drafts of the mm-hmm. screenplay, and then at the end they were like, oh, we got to do both because <laughs> yeah. we got we got to make it both work. Um, I mean, I can see make them play football too. Yeah, exactly. And then there yeah, was a different too. draft oh where God. he plays football, <laughs> and they're yeah. all together. I mean, I could see potentially in the book um, him him having a bit of both. Like maybe maybe he writes these stories on the computer because they were like full on digital comic books. It was yeah, um, it was like a storyboard. <laughs> yeah, a, they were like, yeah. So like I could see something like that, or he reads a lot of stories or something. But yeah, there was just so many parts that were disconnected yeah um and then and none of them really made us feel anything for mike right (laughs) that's what's kind of out uh amazing um i don't want to i'm not trying to i don't want to get too far ahead we have so many more things we could talk about but (laughs) i have a question it occurred to me like 30 minutes ago when we were talking about the bull you know the bully yeah. So at the end, Mike is still on the football team, which I guess you wouldn't in another movie, it would probably be like his dad understands that he doesn't like football's probably not the best place for him to be. Instead, it turns out that the football team, quote quoting Mike here, is where he belongs. Right? Which makes no sense. No sense. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere. Well, also, like, did he try out for the team? Because he was <laughs> not was he good needed? in the first one we saw. Like, yeah. he he almost would have lost them points. Right. <laughs> like, well, he's totally misplaced on the team. He's 
probably the smallest kid on the team, and mm-hmm. they as a halfback when yeah. he can clearly catch because he intercepted the ball. Yeah. And can yeah. kind of run like put him on offense, make him a wide receiver. But <laughs> also, the star of the football team is another halfback. <laughs> when has the star of a football team ever been a halfback? Like yeah. the quarterback. Like, you got yeah. me. You got me. Um, nothing. I mean, so yeah, it's like it's like here's. I'm gonna write about a sport I know nothing about. Let's yeah. I, let's say I'm from I'm from Iceland. I'm gonna write about a sport that's really dear to, or me trying to write about the fucking Iceland sport or something. Like I don't know yeah. what how I don't know the culture around it. I don't know how things work. Like it just again, so it's basically like me trying, trying to write a football movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Or me trying to write a rugby movie. Like I've watched. Yeah, I know. I kind of know what rugby is. Like I've I know what a rugby ball looks like. Well, there was a moment actually, Rob and I both noticed, where he's been tackled and it looked like a scrum from rugby where it was like every player on both teams was like piling on and like locking shoulders. It was just like, what is happening? Whoever was writing and blocking that scene had never seen a game of football before. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say exactly that. And I was like, you know what? I believe that. Like at this point, I completely believe they were like, oh, you've played a sport on a field? Come on down. We'll just, (laughs) we'll put you on the call sheet. Uh, You can be number 15 or whatever. Um, I agree. So, so does Mike, like, does Mike learn anything? Mike learns Mike learns that the football team is where he belongs because what he's been missing is belonging, right? I just can't that feels so slapshot. Like, is that the word I want? Just like yeah. just completely like, uh, we have to have a moral, right? For the last the last scene. I mean, I guess what he learns is like I belong on Earth, but it's still unclear whether he's actually an alien or whether right. he is a human. Like- Did I miss the did I miss, because I was on Twitter, I'm going to admit it, did I miss <laughs> the part where it's explained how he has described that alien race perfectly? Uh, I, th- I had a, an opinion about this, and I have a feeling, I have not read this book, I've never seen it, it's just seen the book at all, anywhere. Sure. Anywhere. But, I don't think it exists anymore, I think it's out of print. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not surprise me. Um, yeah. But it's probably explained more than that. I think that the um, the alien that he sees that he first frees with the uh, that weird like crystal that he holds in his hand, um, mm-hmm. it seemed like that alien was telepathic because he sort of like gazes longingly into the alien's eyes and then he's like <laughs> out to get him out. So uh... I alien kind of like projected into his mind. Okay, this is this is how you move the crystal to get me out. So I think uh-huh. species being telepathic somehow was like reaching into his brain, and that's why you think, yeah, see them. I'm sorry, he kind of created them. Yes, I don't know if that's uh, a stretch or. Do, no, do, that do seems you think possible? I think that's but... the only thing that makes sense. I don't. Th- I think it's the yeah. opposite of a stretch. I think. I think you've probably <laughs> exactly got it. I wonder if they cut some information at some point. That may have contributed. I, mean, I wonder if it's only early... eighty-five minutes, so probably yeah, that's brisk. 
Um, I think, um, I think there may be a world where either they cut something out of this or at some, um, pre previous draft. Cause all I can tell from the Wikipedia is that they went through many drafts. There are at least several drafts of this movie. They went through um, many I drafts and they landed on this. They land, this is where they got, <laughs> because sometimes, sometimes working on it more makes it worse. <laughs> this, this is true. This is sometimes true. too many cooks, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that I think that at some point that was maybe explained more and they decided to they it didn't look good. It didn't vibe, didn't jibe with the rest of it. And they um, they cut that. But I think you're probably on to the right path, Rob, because I can't make I can't make sense of it. It's such a weird thing to drop. But yeah. that's like, still unclear whether like whether there was any connection because Mike does have part like is partly alien or whether it that mm -hmm. they just yeah. these aliens just have telepathy and can be used on anyone like yeah it's they, still they never, totally... they never really clarify like no. whether you know was he able to call other worlds because he is an alien or was he is right, he just a human it? who happened yeah, to you're get right. lucky now like, that you talk about it, there's several, like, when you think, I didn't even think about this, but there's actually several things that are left unclear. Was it the lightning or was it just that he has an ability uh, yeah. or whatever? Yeah, that's really fascinating, actually. And then, well, and then, well that like, adds a whole does, dimension to it that I didn't even... Does he choose realize. to stay on Earth or does he realize that he is actually human? That is very unclear. Like, Yeah. 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 Well, the whole thing about him believing that he's an alien, I I felt like that was very forced. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do, I do he's, too. He's just a kid who knows a lot about computers and is good at, you know, I guess hacking and programming and everything, and then he's able to build this giant antenna dish. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I guess because other people think that he's weird, he's like, oh, well, I must be an alien. Yeah, the, you're exactly right. The computer of it and the alien part of it don't communicate with each other. Like, just because you are yeah. good at computers doesn't mean you think you're an alien. I feel like that might have happened, and then they were like, okay, we got to introduce the story comic book part of it. Like, we can't well, lose the I computer mean thing because that's how we sent the message into space, but we have to get it to be about aliens, so, but the like, computers uh, totally could have worked if they hadn't set it up that everyone else in the school is really good at computers and taking computer classes all the time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like there yeah. was that moment when his sister asks him something about a computer and he says some absolute nonsense about computing. <laughs> oh, and we're supposed to think like, oh, wow, he knows a lot about computers. But I'm like that made absolutely no sense what he just said yeah but it's like okay so if he was talking about stuff like that and nobody else was into computers and they were making fun of him for that sort of stuff then that storyline would have worked but everyone at this school is really good at computer programming so mm -hmm. clearly yeah. it's cool like yeah yeah or at least they all have some like baseline knowledge i mean even the the, yeah, like we've said, even the school jerk can like 
Yeah. Well, it's not weird. Disc. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's not weird. Like, yes, it's not. He doesn't if, make him a pariah. I guess it does no. in his house, though, because his dad is like, we gotta get you outside because he's Yeah, we, we gotta really get you into sports. Like, yeah, we gotta get you um, no, you but can he's get a not... scholarship for <laughs> you can go to school for computer science. Yeah, I would I would definitely push the computer stuff. But I mean I guess in the late nineties yeah, people exactly. might not have recognized that as much as they maybe would now. But... Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. But, but I'm like, this kid is basically Mark Zuckerberg and they're exactly. all like, You should play sports. <laughs> <laughs> can I go off on an unrelated tangent? Sure. Please. Of course. Um so for most of the start of the movie, he's wearing the clothes that a teenager would wear. He's wearing like jeans and a t-shirt. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. From I guess like a quarter of the way into the movie throughout the rest of the movie, he's dressed like a 70-year-old adult. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing like all khaki. <laughs> he is wearing head, I head, was like what did that head to toe beige outfit? yes <laughs> like they really made him match the scenery <laughs> he's wearing corduroy's leather shoes a yep. sweater with a white crew neck t-shirt underneath and then yep. like hand jacket uh, you're right I didn't even didn't even think I mean I noticed his outfit I, I can I can see it in my head but I yeah I was like wow the 90s you could really wear whatever you wanted to. In the 90s. Yeah, nobody just, would say anything. Like, who did the costumes for this? Everyone else dresses like a teenager. <laughs> I guess, oh, I guess it's because he's an alien. It's because he's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's the point. I don't this is have what a computer costume. Computer nerds wear. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they dress in. They dress to match their hair color. It's all brown. Browns is earth tones. That's what yeah. that's what all computer nerd teens do. You mm-hmm. pick well actually you pick a color that isn't your hair color, but could be a hair color. <laughs> and then only wear yeah. that. It matches someone's hair color for sure. Because he doesn't have beige hair. He has dark brown hair. No, his the I, hair color that you want. I remembered his <laughs> exactly. I remembered his sweater being like not beige, but like a nice like brown, like a rich brown. Um, hmm. but ma- maybe I'm wrong about that. I'm gonna pull up a picture really fast. So I'm gonna see. Either way, um, just not either the way. It's that yeah that even a nerd at this time would have worn like. <laughs> yeah. it's just, that's like his main ensemble for the yes. majority of the movie when he was wearing normal clothes before. Mm-hmm. Okay, it is beige. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's it's he, he wears beige. like a brown he wears a brown kind of a nice sweater earlier. I'm actually thinking you're right. He's wearing it is a straight up it's all beige all the time on this guy. I yeah. see it. I see it now. Um okay, tangent I don't know yeah. why. But that <laughs> That's I, quite funny. Had, that was an important tangent. I had yeah. extreme reactions to odd aspects of this movie. um man i was gonna say we've talked a lot i had no idea we had this much to say but i know i wasn't expecting it either either and yet here we are an hour in i feel rob has really driven the conversation um because he feels betrayed and with good 
Well, yeah. Well, it, it well then that's of, uh, it felt like the opposite. Like when I was on here for the first time, and we watched The Luck of the Irish, I was just like, "Damn, you know, it's obviously it's not cinema, but." The nostalgia kind of made you feel good. And then this one I thought was going to be that. And then it was just not. Yeah. Yeah, Rob yeah. was so excited to watch this movie. I mean, you expressed that to me. And I was, I wanted to support Rob. You know, and I wanted him to be excited. <laughs> and yet, oh, here's what here I was going to Yeah, here we are. Rob, did you watch um, 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 the alien, the other alien movie, uh, Stepsister from Planet Weird? With Keen, uh, I did. Watched yeah, that? I, I yeah. haven't watched it with her, but I have seen it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I wanted to ask Emily, like, how you feel about how how that movie compares with this movie because they're both alien movies, um, alien decoms. I mean, and I think this only predates. I think this movie is only a year or two older than um, the other one. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't remember that much about that movie, but oh, I, I do recall, I think that was the one where, like, the second half of the movie was way better than the first half. Like, it mm -hmm. got better as we kept watching it, which was yeah. very strange. <laughs> I mean, that one was, that one was, as I remember, actually pretty funny. Um, yes. Yeah. It actually had, like, parts. a strong, it had a strong, um, the the thing that you that I remember the most is that like the 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 logic of her being uh, gaseous, <laughs> they're like yes. gaseous forms, um, and um, them being bubbles, and then there's a really great um, villain, and they defeat him with hair dryers, and they get yes, like that's right. it they get everyone in on it, uh, like they all four have a hair dryer, and then. It's it's so many like similar tropes to this, but just executed like just a little way, bit better. Way, yeah, I would say like more cleverly. This has this is a weak a weaker version of the alien idea. Well, I, mean, yeah, I, I think really... that movie was actually about something. Yeah, it, you're yeah, right. It's about family. Like... It's about their their being a family. It's not about being an alien per se. It is very much about that. But like yeah. that makes it works because it's about them coming together as a family. Because like we open, we like open that. with him, we open with him trying to call the aliens, and then we go back to before then, and then it takes a full thirty five minutes to get back to him calling the aliens. Yeah. Then it's like twenty yeah. minutes or so of all of the aliens pitching him to try and get his business for some unknown reason, um, mm -hmm. and and then then it gets to the point where the little brother Jay is stolen. And then that's right. like the last half hour of the movie. But as Rob said earlier, like the the villain, which is that alien uh, who, correct me if I'm wrong, kind of yes, who looks like a uh, what is it, a toad? Yeah, yeah like a frog alien with a yeah. like, frog alien. Spit his tongue out and Ugh. yeah, he doesn't yes. reveal that until like ten maybe 10 minutes before the end of the movie and yeah we don't see and, him. and we've only just we've only just met him like five minutes before that like so yeah, yeah we don't yeah. even it's not like a um like a don't look under the bed where you see snippets of the the bad boogeyman or boogie right. person um boogie person like advertised 
Um, mm-hmm. it, this guy just comes out of nowhere right at the very end, and he was supposed to be our big villain. Yeah. He kidnaps Mike's friend, Nick. He kidnaps Nick's little brother, Jay. And when Jay is taken through the portal to the Thode's, like, homeworld zoo thing, Nick is completely unfazed. He's just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> who's acting like that was his little brother. Yeah. 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 And, that's, and then, yeah, then their idea is cool. to use Schreibner for bait, which didn't quite make sense to Did me. Not under, such a fucking <laughs> reach to like, hey, we got to get that. We got to get him back into the story. Yeah. It's they so need, embarrassing. They've taken a small child. So now they need the sexiest boy at school. Like, <laughs> yeah. that, that was pretty much the... Uh, the way it was played out to me. Yeah. <laughs> you were right. So, so BFF Nick dresses up like a pig with goblin hands, mm-hmm. breaks to Schreibner's house, and, like, covers Schreibner's face with his hands. So Schreibner jolts awake, and then Nick immediately goes, no, no, it's me, Nick. Like, he's friends with Schreibner. Yep. I'm like, this is a guy, yeah. this is a kid that you don't hang out with, who just broke into your house wearing a, like, horror costume, and then is like, oh no, it's just me, and you know that kid that you don't like, uh, he needs your help, so come with me, and then you just go, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would think this kid was trying to kill me, like, straight up. <laughs> yeah. I feel, yeah, uh... So the- yeah. Can I also uh, just point Nick out is, uh, Nick when... is a weird fucking character. Sorry, just to say, just to follow, to like put a he pin a in what character. Rob said. Like Nick, the fr- the friends in these movies are always really interesting um, and usually like cool. The pro- this this movie would have been really helped, I think, by that dynamic meaning anything, and it doesn't. Like, it's yeah. not the characters; it's the writing. They. Yeah. I, the actors did what they could. I'm sorry. What I mean to say, it's not the performances. Like the performance, like he's working with the script. The script decides not to mind totally. that relationship at all, which is like, what's the point then? Like, I, I, cause I don't care that much about Mike. Like I do, but I don't, but I would care more about him if I saw him. And if, if Nick meant anything, cause I, then I would care about Nick. Yeah. Anyway, continue. No, you're right. Like there's just not really any, relationships established so when it's his friend's brother we're kind of like okay well what we've seen of him is that you tell them stories in your treehouse like that's pretty much it um, yeah yeah uh, yeah exactly it's was- it's so it's so like not like who who let that go in my opinion like that's just such an easy fix for the script yeah yeah um yeah, I was going to say, when Jay gets taken, like, into the portal, they use a stunt double for him. And so uh-huh. the, the kid, it was either, I think it was Jay, I think it was the kid. Um, so he's like a kid, so he's pretty short. And then suddenly it cuts to a man with dark brown hair, who is full adult height, <laughs> dressed in the same clothes, who gets pulled into the portal. And I was like, Really? You thought we wouldn't notice that? <laughs> <laughs> Full adults um, as, as the stunt doubles for people who should be 
or children rather is my favorite <laughs> thing to spot in these movies. It's like full adults with different hair color and yeah, just very not even trying. possibly different skin tone. Yeah, yeah, not <laughs> the same race. Like for some reason they couldn't find this. They couldn't find like in Johnny yeah. Tsunami. Isn't like it's not a black. It's not the guy's not black. Who's wasn't that it? Or is he not? Is he it was, Johnny? In Johnny double, Tsunami, it was he was very white and yeah. like a, a full adult, like. So did not look like a young Hawaiian boy at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, very um, cringy. <sighs> um, yeah. Well, also, the, the people in this movie don't react to the aliens, like, when they see them for the first time, like, at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like they didn't. Yeah. Mike sees the talking dog in the treehouse and it says that it's an alien and he's like, wow, I must be hungry. And then he goes and has a cheeseburger with corn on the cob. <laughs> yes, he does. And, and, and another was, vegetable and chips. There was something else with it, yeah. I think it was nachos. I have it written down in my notes that it was nachos. Oh yes, it was nachos. Nachos and yeah. corn on the cob. What? So just an insane combo of foods. Yes. And yeah. like... And, like, the way it was treated was, like, that's his afternoon snack. And I'm like, where did he get this cheeseburger from? Uh, yeah. <laughs> people don't really, He's like, make whole... cheeseburgers and then, like, just keep leftovers. Like, <laughs> where did he get the cheeseburger from? Did his parents make him a cheeseburger? And then he's like, see ya, went upstairs. Like, Yeah, and then every other yeah. character has, like, the exact same lack of reaction. Like, Nick sees the aliens and then he's just like this is weird come on mike let's go inside <laughs> yeah yeah mike just walks inside i remember mike just he gets out of the treehouse and they just walk inside instead of like because they're escaping those aliens the yeah like yeah. all of them and it's just like this long walk from the back of the yard to the to the front of the yard as they walk <laughs> so weird it was so weird and then eric um, no, not I just like Erica's the name of the actress, Caitlin. Mm -hmm. uh, when she sees the lights, when they're in the backyard and everything, and then she sees the lights in the treehouse, and she's just like, What is that, aliens? Yes. <laughs> yes. Lonely, she's just like, Oh, it must be aliens. Yeah. She's. Yeah, she, she jumps there. Nobody very gets a chance to, to react. Like nobody yeah. gets their reaction shot. And I know, I know one thing that's hard in filmmaking or in writing is like, man, does everybody have to react to this? Like, but you still have to include it. I know it's clunky, but you yeah. have to, that's part of the challenge of writing is how, is how your characters react to something. Cause as soon unusual. as they don't, like, you're sorry. like, that was weird. Like yeah, exactly. Like people are going to comment on that. Uh, yeah. Um, Anyway. Anyway. All right. Yeah. I think um, I think we've made it through. <laughs> have we? Did we discuss everything that needs well, to be discussed? Well, we should, I guess, finish the uh, the final battle for the for the five. We can dedicate five minutes to the villain that was on screen for five minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So yes. the third okay. takes Nick's little brother Jay. And puts him in his creature zoo. They go yep. and immediately, easily trap 
the third. A cage that the third had hanging up in his zoo. Like, the third basically set himself a trap and then got caught in his own trap. Yep. And then, so they make it out, but the portal's not closing because the third is still alive, and they're like, oh no, he's going to come back through and get us. So Barnabas says, well, I'll just call the Galactic Police. And I'm right. like, why did you not call the Galactic Police when this kid was first kidnapped? Yep. You went into an old thought- rescue plan when you could have... The response uh, was, let's send in another child as bait instead of just calling the Galactic Police who finish things immediately. <laughs> right, there's a line earlier where they can't call the Galactic Police because... He's on hit because the. Do you remember this? He he's. Oh no! It's that they can't call. Do you remember this? They can't call the regular police because he's in juris. He's in his own jurisdiction or something. Like as long as he's on his own planet, he's fine. It's something like that. I think they. I think they have a line about this. Okay. I think there actually is a lampshade type thing. Like, there's an explanation of why they don't just call the Galactic Police immediately. Yeah, and it has to do with Galactic Police rules that we don't know. But that Barnabas does know. Um, And it has to do with sovereignty or something? He's a sovereign citizen. He's he's got his guns. (laughs) He says, don't tread on me. You know, we don't want to mess with (laughs) You get it. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the classic but, sovereign citizens. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the Galactic <laughs> Police can't deal with it, but they can only deal with it. I don't. I. I do. I do believe there is an acknowledgement of it, but there are different different things that happen where I don't. You remember Earth has Earth Earth status has changed. Oh no yeah, well they did. Yeah, planet. that was a a thing because he is able to use this super high technology that Earth's classification as a protected primitive planet is going to go away and then aliens are going to be able to go there. Right. And then... And fuck things up, I guess? Like... Yeah. We don't... Yeah. Yeah. It's a disaster. Whew. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What a confusing mess. (laughs) uh yeah so yeah rob i'm sorry buddy no that's all right i i am honestly glad that i got to to revisit can of worms because i feel like you know like sometimes you're like oh ignorance is bliss you know you just want to remember something how it was but Mm -hmm. realized that i never like remembered it how it was i just was like younger and i saw a bunch of puppets and everything and i was like oh that's cool special effects cool alien and there's a reason i didn't remember the plot is because it didn't have one and it was (laughs) a mishmash of weird story tropes so i am i got to watch it again and you know have like one of my signature rants about (laughs) (laughs) okay good so it you're saying it's it's okay in the it, end. It, it is okay. I feel like I've gotten some closure. Okay. 
Thank goodness. Yeah, because, yeah, you're right. Like, you should never meet your heroes. Kind of the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Okay. Well, I guess the only question left is, do we want this D? That's a hard, hard pass for me. <laughs> it's not a hard pass for me, but it is like if I have to watch an alien movie, you know, Xenon, obviously, is number one. And then, Fair. and then, uh, I keep wanting to say Mom's Got a Date with an Alien. That's not the name of the movie. The movie is called Stepsister from Planet Weird. Stepsister You're thinking of Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. I am. Yeah. I sure am. But it is. Which, they marry. That is an excellent decom. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Mm. It's. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one that holds up better in your brain than in real life. Is yes. That was our kind of um, uh, uh, ruling judgment. I, I have to say, I like it. I want this or don't want it as much as, and I hope, I wonder if you guys caught this. Okay, in the scene where after he's been slimed by the slime alien, I can't remember why, if he calls Nick or if he, I think he's only on the phone with Caitlin, but Nick comes into his room and he's like, did you puke on your book? Do you remember this? <laughs> yeah, yes. I do remember that. You can see the breath coming out of the actor playing Nick. Yes! We said the same thing. How <laughs> fucking weird was that? Like, How cold was it on set? How? Well, I, so they I, shot yes. this in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And in a later scene when they're outside, you can see their breath as well. Mm-hmm. So I did wonder, like, was this... Was this, like not a set in like a real house and they just didn't turn on the heat because it made noise or something like i'm afraid that is it i'm partly afraid that that's exactly what happened yeah um, and they just i but and the other thing is that nick is in a t-shirt no i'm sorry mike is in a t-shirt in that scene his friend that's is right. wearing a coat he's wearing just a t-shirt and i I couldn't get over. I was like, oh, I'm seeing things. Like, that's not right. And I kept watching. You see it a couple times. And I found that distressing. I found that incredibly distressing. <sighs> I'm glad you guys saw it, too. Yeah, yeah, no. We were we were very weirded out by that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. So this movie is just a misfire start to finish. <laughs> Every part of it. I think... I think I liked it about as much as his all beige suit. Uh, <laughs> Head to toe. Except for his shoes. His shoes were, were straight up brown. Yeah, it was a disaster. <laughs> He's wearing the same shoes as the loafer alien. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. <sighs> oh, God. No How about one, you, Rob? No one what? under 20 should wear loafers. Absolutely anyway. not. <laughs> How about yeah, Rob, what, what, you, uh, what was your I want this D about as much as I want those giant human teeth inside the aliens oh god so <laughs> take of so that not at all will. not yeah. at all mm-hmm. alright well we made it thank you we made it and uh, <laughs> it was fun I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to you guys more than I. I enjoyed talking about it more than I enjoyed watching it. And we did yeah. talk about it almost as long as it went for. So. <laughs> sure did. For, we for sure longer, did. I think. 
No, yeah. not quite. But uh, yeah, it's eighty-five right, it was... minutes. Uh, yeah, we're okay. almost there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, okay. Well, it's good to be back doing the decoms. We will try to mix in actual decoms with theatrical releases moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks yeah. for coming back, Rob. It's always a pleasure. Oh, happy to be here. Yeah, we're happy to have and, you. Uh, Always. Yeah, fo- follow us on all of these social media and rate and review us wherever you listen to this podcast. Uh, email us at talkingabouttheD at gmail.com with any uh, suggestions, requests, anything you got going on that you want to ask us. Yep. And uh, yeah. Yeah. we want Bring us uh, suggestions. You know, you want a certain... Something available, preferably on Disney Plus. We're we're interested in hearing <laughs> what you have to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Good to talk to you guys. And that's it. Goodbye. Goodbye.